The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. I checked five different times to make sure that this was uh, the real Ian Rappaport. And does Shefty have it now, too? We have the compensation from Shefty, yep. Okay, good. So let Ian Rappaport was on this first. This is the big one, everybody. The big one. This is the big one. The big one. Ian Rappaport had this first. Major draft shakeup. And we Ooh, just, wow, the last piece of that puzzle. Yes. Let me give the news first for everyone driving. According to Ian Rappaport, sources say the Bears are trading the number one overall pick to the Panthers. In exchange for big-time compensation. Pick number nine, pick number 61, a first-round draft pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. So they're getting DJ Moore, a guy that we have talked about a lot. Robert Mays, your breakdown. The timing on this is insane. I can't believe I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> He's like, remember when Lovey got fired and Jay Cutler had, was doing the show? Goes, guys, I got to leave. I got a feeling that Robert's got the uh, same we'll feeling. Fi- right now. We'll figure it out. Pod here I'm sure we will yeah. after I get home. But <laughs> like, I thought this was fake when I, I I saw this. I'm like, is this the real Ian Rappaport? I just got a, a text message from Mike Tarico. Tarico texted me here. He said, "Wow, what a freaking haul." And he said, trading with a billionaire who wants to win is awesome. (laughs) Jimmy on the north side. I love it. I mean, you accomplish multiple things. You you basically get a first-round guy, move back to nine, multiple picks in the top 100. And you get to, now it's time to go to free agency, get a couple stallion trees on the end. And I think this offense looks a hell of a lot better, guys. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Joe on 294, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joe? Oh, my God, guys. Hey, besides being the home of the Bears now, seriously, DJ Moore, I did not know a lot about this guy. So I, I watched a couple clips, and this guy's a baller. He is a baller. I feel so good. I've never been this happy as a Bears fan. Scott in South Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Scott, hey. Oh, my God, guys, let's go. Let's go. I apologize for the eardrums, but let's go. Let's go. This, we, we, it's all worth it. All those moral victory Mondays are worth it. Moral victory Mondays. I haven't been this excited since the last time I was this excited. We're going streaking. All right, guys, let's go streaking through the quads. Let's go, Bear Down. <laughs> So far, it's been a good day today. We'll go through what the Bears uh, have agreed to. But, uh, yeah, I think most Bears fans are super stoked still from what happened on super Friday. Stoked. Super stoked. Not super soaked. Super stoked. Super Bears, Super Bows, super stoked. Well, uh, go ahead. Uh, I wanted to give you some of the results, though, from the poll question I asked earlier. Uh, it's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Grade the Bears trade with the Panthers. A, B, C, D, and didn't even give an F. It's not a failure. No one would ever vote on it being a failure. Oh, that's why I dropped a blueberry. Yeah. Blueberry, yeah. Wayward blueberry. Um, A is getting 86.6% of the vote. 
A B is getting 11.2% of the vote. Uh, a C getting just 1.1% of the vote. And just 1% of the voters going with a D. Uh, th- th- you've got an agenda if you're voting D, I think. That's just my attitude. Well, well, look, I mean, uh, you're getting 98% of the voters giving it an A or a yeah, B. That's what I'm saying. If, so, you, if you say it's a D, um, you, you, you're, not a, you're, you're a hater. Well, do you, sure. do you know hater. how hard it is to get Chicagoans oh, to agree yeah. on anything? I do. At a 98% clip? Yeah. 98% of our voters agree that this was either an A or a B. That's pretty good. It's we're united on this front right now. Okay, so since Friday, since Friday, yeah, let's go through. This, this. is what they've added. Okay, they no longer have the number one selection. No, but they have the number nine selection in the upcoming draft. The number this is added. This is what they've added. The number sixty one pick in this year's draft, a first round pick in twenty twenty four, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers, who are probably going to be you know bottom ten team possibly, and a 2025 second-round pick and D.J. Moore. And they've added um, Tremaine Edmonds, T.J. Edwards, and Nate Davis. Mm -hmm. So since Friday, I just described to you what Ryan Poles has been able to acquire. Gave up the number one overall selection. Get it. But he's got number nine, number 61, a first-rounder in 2024, a second-rounder in 2025, D.J. Moore, number one receiver. Maybe not Justin Jefferson. There is only one Justin Jefferson, but a number one receiver. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, T.J. Edwards, Nate Davis. It's, it's, it's a lot of work in 72 hours. It's a lot of work. It's a hell of a, it's a, it's, it's a, hell of a job. Now! They oh. still have a hell of a lot of holes to fill. Oh, yes, they do. But they've gone through the process now of filling some of those holes, and they've also done it, in my humble opinion, with an eye on the future. Like, the guys they added today, there's no one older than 26. Yes, that's that's the best point. Like, D.J. Moore has had a couple of 1,100-yard seasons. Three? I believe three of them. Three 1,100-yard seasons, and he's going to be 26 years old when the season starts. The sky's the limit. Tremaine Edmonds is going to be 25 when the season starts. He's 24 now, so he's just turning 25 when the season starts. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. Tremaine Edmonds is one of the linebackers they signed today. Two-time Pro Bowler from the Buffalo Bills, former first-round draft pick. Twenty going to be twenty five years old when the when the season starts. Um, T.J. Edwards is a former undrafted free agent who this past year on the Philadelphia Eagles, who went to the Super Bowl, was their leading tackler. So a productive player again, another off ball linebacker. They've added, as we pointed out, this is where the debate came. What I teased going into this segment was a lot of people still saying, were they better off just signing Roquan? They got Tremaine Edmonds, they got T.J. Edwards for just about the same price, maybe even less than Roquan Smith. Certainly less for the long haul of the deal because Roquan was signed for more years. Um, The guaranteed money is less money than what Roquan signed with. I believe, with, with uh, the Ravens as well. Yeah, it's a shorter deal. It's four years, and I believe it's heavily front-loaded as well, which gives you some flexibility down the road as well. So think about it this way. They, they, get, they did not sign Roquan Smith. 
but they got Tremaine Edmonds, they got TJ Edwards, and you get a second round pick for Roquan Smith. All for a little less than Roquan Smith. Two players and a second for just a little less money for Roquan Smith. I think both teams are happy, too. I think the Ravens are happy. I think the Bears are happy. Well, the Ravens don't know who's playing quarterback for them, though, right Well, now. with that deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, with, with that deal. But, but like, for the Bears, the Bears should have three players and good ones. So T.J. Edwards should be a good player for the Bears. Tremaine Edmonds should be a really good player for the Bears. And the Bears should be able to get a really good player with a second-round pick. Those should be three foundational pieces for the Bears that they're all able to get because of Roquan Smith. So I I think Ryan Poles is doing some good cost analysis right there. Yeah, I think he's had a really good 72 hours. I really do. I think he's added pieces to the puzzle that all fill holes, um, all guys that are young and, and, and can even advance on what they've already accomplished. But now, what have the Bears not done? The Bears have not done signed. They have not signed anybody on on the defensive line, and that was a huge weakness going in. And they still have not addressed that yet. Now, this is a deep draft. Like one of the strengths of this year's draft is at that defensive line position. Maybe they go heavy with those picks. Maybe they draft in those first maybe, three or four. Maybe Jalen Carter is available at nine currently. Don't know. Yeah, listen, the kid from Denver, the, the three tack, uh, three technique that can also kick outside, is still unsigned. Right. Like, and he's 26. Draymond Jones, I believe. From Denver. From Denver. Yeah, yeah. he's 26. So, like, and, and he hasn't signed with anyone right. yet. I want to come away with some defensive linemen here. Even if they're not uh, Jones, which you mentioned, you, you, you've got to come away with some guys who could get to the passer. Because you are just so bad there. So, so bad. 20 sacks last year. Yeah, and like, and, and, and look, Jalen Carter would be good if he passes all your questions about him off the field. Sure. If that's the case, I also want, though, the Bears to address then tackle, offensive tackle. Because if you're not going to, dra- like, I could understand then at nine, you draft one of these two offensive linemen at nine. Skaronsky or Paris, Johnson. Yeah, and Paris Johnson. But... If you do take Jalen Carter and you don't address offensive tackle now, then what, like, I mean, I guess you could still take an offensive tackle later with one of the second-round picks. Braxton Jones was a fifth-rounder. I know, I know, I know. I I, I still want, like, a blue chipper. Am I wrong to think that? No, I mean, no, I want a blue chipper across the board. I want one at every position. I know that, but, I mean, where where are my blue chippers? Right now, right now you don't have... You, I wouldn't say you have a blue chipper. I don't know where Nate Davis ranks. Uh, Braxton Jones did well as a rookie, but it's not a blue chipper at this point. They we, look at him as a potential blue chipper, probably. Um, but, you no, know, they need help on the offensive and defensive lines. There's no question about that. And there's that. a long offseason still to go. Yeah. There's, so there's a lot that could still happen. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So we've intentionally kept... Things open with all the news. We could get a, uh, an agreement before we leave today. So make sure you're locked here on ESPN 1000. But we want you to react with us. 332-3776. Nando's been very patient in the Midway area. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nando? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a quick comment. I'll listen to your thoughts. 
I think I think I'm one of the few people in the city of Chicago who believes the Bears did not get maximum value for that number one draft pick. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of QB needy teams. There's four players who could go in the top ten of the draft, and that that pick is valuable. I think Poles should have been patient. He could have traded with Indianapolis or Houston, gotten some picks from them, and then traded down with Carolina. Maybe get more, get some more picks. That's a Danny Age Ainge type of deal. And I'm tired of the Bears losing out on trades. I wish they could finally maybe get get a, you know win one. So I'll hang up and listen to your thoughts. Well, wait, 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 Nando, don't hang up though. Well, okay, but listen. Don't you think Ryan Poles, uh, first of all, would have checked in with all those teams? And don't you think with the Panthers, he would have figured that out where the Panthers probably came to him and said, look, we're out on any trade down situation. The only way we're interested in that pick is if we have control of the draft. We're only interested if we get our choice of the quarterback and let us figure it out. But if you trade down with the Texans or if you trade down with the Colts and then we're coming to the second or third quarterback of the draft, we're not interested because then we don't have our pick of the litter. I think what made it interesting for the Panthers and why they were willing to give up D.J. Moore and all those other draft picks and why it gives the Bears the chance to have a top five, top seven pick in next year's draft is because... They there's a possibility here that they're going to be so bad and they got number one or else they're not giving you that sort of compensation if you if if you're trading down to number four. Yeah, valid point. But what's the hurry? Like they should have been a little bit more patient. Teams get a little bit more desperate as we get closer to the draft. I think they held all the cards. I think they, there was possibility to get more out of this, but that's just my opinion. Uh, look, I will never know. Um, I don't have any reservations. There is no surefire number one overall pick in this draft either. So I don't know what the what the trade market will look like as you get closer to the draft. I was listen. I thought that they would take their time unless somebody knocked their socks off. I kind of like the haul they got, to be honest with you. Again, in a draft where there is no Andrew Luck. Like you, we can be as glowing and uh, about our praise of Bryce Young as we want. The end of the day, five foot ten and two hundred pounds is going to scare the hell out of some teams. That wasn't an issue with Andrew Luck. I don't think there was anything that you could really look at Andrew Luck and, and nitpick about. There isn't one of those guys in this draft. So, you know, you don't have X number of teams fighting over the can't miss guy at number one. Everyone that you would take at number one who plays quarterback has got some warts in the evaluation right. of most. So, I, look, I, I haven't seen anyone either. And, and, and look, it's just a combination of, of different people and how they looked at the trade. But people that I kind of look at and respect their football opinions, I haven't seen one that said bad deal. Not one. Well, I forgot who it was uh, with Jed. Wasn't there a trade where Jed got his best offer, like, a month before the trade deadline happened. And then sure enough, he held on to it too long, thinking offers would get better, and he was stuck with a bunch of guys. Wilson Contreras? Or was it Ian Happ? It, uh, it was for somebody. where And then he was stuck with it. And then I think it was maybe Contreras. And he waited too long. Like, sometimes you think they're only going to get better. And sometimes the best is right away. And when you hear it, you and if you get greedy... It may you may blink, and then like Waddle was saying, where there's no surefire guy, and and what may have done it for the Panthers again was they controlled it, 
And they're like, we're willing to give you uh, DJ Moore now. And that's what polls wanted to hear. And that's what Peter King wrote. And other people were reporting. And it was enough to move him. And again, he saw a rebuilding team. And he sees the possibility that, who knows, that could be number one next year. It could be five. It could be seven. And if the Bears are like 15th, now all of a sudden you got the 15th and the seventh pick next year. And you can trade up even further. What if they need a quarterback? There are lots of things you can do now. No, that's that's a really good point to this as well. That The Carolina Panthers, there are some pieces to that puzzle. But the Carolina, Carolina Panthers more than likely, like, let's project who they're going to take. If they take C.J. Stroud or they take Bryce Young, those guys start immediately, right? It's hard to win a lot of games as a rookie quarterback. Like, he may, they may, one of those guys may, you know, break the norm. But the, the reality is when you start a rookie quarterback, right. a lot of times you're going to struggle. Right. So that's a pick in the first round of 2024, as you're saying, that could be a high pick. So, like, that's got to be factored in as well. You didn't make this trade with the Philadelphia Eagles, who may be picking 25th or 28th in the next two drafts. So you took the number one pick and you turned it into two first rounders, two second rounders, and a and 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 a guy who's a sure thing as a player in DJ Moore. The only thing I would have loved is their second round pick instead of San Francisco's. Then I would have been over the moon. But I was still fairly yeah. high on uh, that's everything. Fair. You know that's what I mean? fair. I mean, and again, don't undervalue the player you get in DJ Moore. No. He eliminates I don't. all of the scalding you know, risk. Like, every one of the, the picks that will be made, there will be risk attached to it. Doesn't he have more wiggle than some of the guys? Isn't that what Durkin was talking about with too many power forwards on this team, and now this is a guy who's got wiggle to him? Yeah, I mean, he's not a six foot four, 225-pound guy. I mean, he's a good, solid player. He's six foot tall. He's 210 pounds. You know, he's, he does everything well. So, like, he's your number one wide receiver. He walks into the room immediately. I would argue he's your best offensive player, regardless of position, without a doubt. Barry in the South Loop, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Barry? Hey, guys. The first thing that I would probably say to your previous caller is is the fact that they tried to get Indianapolis to do the deal, but they didn't want to throw in Pittman. So that was the first thing. I'd rather, Barry, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt I'd rather have DJ Moore than Michael Pittman by a long shot. Oh, so, 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 so would I. Yeah. But then here's the other thing that I wanted to say when I called in originally, right? Is is that with this move by doing this early, we now become a destination because other people are looking at us like, well, they're not really rebuilding. You know, they got a decent thing they're going because I mean, even Tyreek Hill and a couple of other people have already been tweeting how exciting it's going to be with this offense. So now you don't have to entice people and beg them to come here. They're going to want to come here. And we got some nice free agents out there with Frank Clark and some other things. So we'll see what happens, man. But I tell you this, I'm excited. Two years Super Bowl, baby, for sure. Oh, amazing. For sure. Huh? On a shot right okay. there, Barry. Very Not nice. going there yet. Uh, let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Tony, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Uh, good, good. Quick question. I just wanted to know the positives and negatives of signing Orlando Brown Jr. Now, just take away the $20 million-plus per year signing uh, salary that he's going to expect because of a premier position. I'm hearing a lot about him, and I know that that's a premier. What is the negatives and the positives of signing him? Well, the money is part of it. I there are a lot of people that don't feel he's worth that price that you pay. Right. That he's a pretty average player who is 
basically going to get not nimble paid enough, a, a too, elite too big tackle. Yeah. yeah. Like someone, we texted somebody today. Somebody told us, Tony, that uh, Patrick Mahomes made bailed him out more so than he bailed Patrick Mahomes out. Like, would he be a mm-hmm. guy helping Justin Fields more? Uh, and Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's more on, right. it was, he didn't help Mahomes as much. And Fields no, needs more help than the vice versa. Right. So besides the um, uh, Larry Bum, who we have, who else is an option? Because if, if Brown is not, you know, that option because of, you know, who he played with, then why why are we considering that? We should just stay with who we got. Well, Larry, Larry Borum better not be. A no, 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 no. Uh, Tony, honestly, this is how today, without another signing happen, which you would probably think would be projected, would be that they draft one of these kids at nine. Put him like, okay, he's, if you draft Paris Johnson, he's your right tackle. Braxton Jones, your left tackle. You move Cody Whitehair into center. Uh, either The problem here is Nate Davis has only played right guard, from what I understand. He's never played left guard. But my guess is he's talented enough. Either he can move to the left side or Tevin Jenkins can move to the left side. But you have Davis at one guard, Jenkins at the other. You draft a right tackle. You got Braxton Jones on your left side. Cody Whitehair is your center. Like Maybe that you draft would be, a center too, or you could, or you, or you may add something different. But at five twenty-one on Monday, with a lot of time to go be, between now and the end of free agency and the end of of the draft, that probably would would project as your starting offensive line. Yeah, Larry Borum. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. He's no, done. No, he's done here. Right. 312-332-3776 is your phone number. You want to talk to us? I've got uh, We've got 25th anniversary trivia coming up next. And uh, if you want to weigh in and talk to us about the free agents' uh, agreements that the Bears have in place, and uh, if you're concerned at all about uh, the defensive line or the, the offensive line and what you think they're going to do, We've got spring trading coming up tomorrow. One of us is going to stay in this slot tomorrow. Which one will that be? We'll tell you about the lineup coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. From DJ Moore. Showed Expecting a, more of the same in a Bears uniform. Yeah, except with some better announcers, hopefully. We had some uh, <laughs> same announcers with a lot of the Bears stuff, too. You got, you, look, they were zinging it down the field. Look, they had a lot of bad a lot of bad games. I mean, the, the Panthers were no good. The Bears were no good. They had a lot of similar announcers. 
The only thing I'm worried about with the Panthers being really bad is their division. Because that division is loaded with bad teams. Their best team is the Saints, isn't it? With uh, Derek Carr. Yeah. yeah. Falcons need a quarterback. Tampa's Depending on what go, they do. Tampa's going through a, a rebuild. If the Atlanta Falcons decided that uh, they'd like to trade for Lamar Jackson, that would change the landscape in the South. As of now, they were one of the first teams to say, wow. Yeah, it's a liar's game. True. It's true. And maybe they're waiting until after the draft to give them a uh, sort of an offer. And a lot of people. Carolina Panthers were 7 and 10 last year, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they were. Uh, but but it's a bad division, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, one yeah. of the worst divisions in football now that Brady's gone? I mean, even with Brady, it was one of the worst divisions. Yeah, not good, not good. What was the what was their record to win the division? Eight and nine. They were eight Below and nine 500. with Tom Brady. That is correct. So that's the only thing that has me a bit concerned is that they may get a few wins and not really be bad. Because that division is horrendous. Speaking of Tom Brady, does the Sam Darnold signing with 49ers uh, eliminate Tom Brady from uh, joining the San Francisco Ball Club? I, the, the the rumor about Brady was Miami. Miami. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I like, know, but like, it's Tom Brady. I mean, well, but it, Colin Cowherd also last week put out Brady to the Niners as, <laughs> as people he was hearing. It's, it's for Brady. what it's worth. Yeah. Anything's possible with Tom we, Brady. Right? I think we get more stuff from Brady than we get from Aaron Rodgers these days. Well, you got what, nothing from Aaron Rodgers. What the yet. hell is going on? Maybe he went back into his uh, the darkness. The only thing we got today was Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo was the only to report. Not the first. He was the first and only to report today that Aaron Rodgers is is in on the Jets. That he is. Right? What was the report? That he's agreed to go to the Jets. That it's a done deal, done deal. I done believe deal. was the verbiage. He's, he's the first and only and has been that way. Trey knows his stuff, though, and Trey oh, yeah. was it, it was a big wig at ESPN when he was there. Um, and then we had uh, Garrett Wilson also say that now he could go on vacation happily, and he's got a big smile on his face. But other than that, I don't think there's been any other news well, from Aaron Rodgers. I would say Ian Rappaport then put Trey Wingo on blast, too, right? Because he said there's no new news to report in regards Maybe to Maybe Aaron is waiting to tomorrow's episode of the Pat McAfee show to let everybody know where he is going. That'd be typical. Kind of like Aaron his Rogers LeBron. Right? Yeah, like that's his what I LeBron. Said. I'm that's taking my talents to New York. Yeah, I would love Jersey. if McAfee in his tank top asks Aaron Rodgers if he's still a nail biter. That would be classic. That would be funny. That would make an awkward situation a little more humorous. But I, look, I, I don't know why. What's the holdup? What would you say the holdup is? It's got to be Roger. either it's compensation all- for the Packers. Are they holding out for more? Or is it Rodgers saying, hey, I need a little bit of this from the Jets? Or Aaron Rodgers just not picking up the phone and saying, all good, let's roll. All the, NBA, uh, all the NFL writers have been saying everything basically can and will be worked out. That everything being held up is Rogers. That the that this is not about like the two sides working out details. This is not about compensation. This is just about him saying hello. Uh, I'm ready. Well, he's not going to get full attention on the first day of legal tampering. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm completely ready for him to move on. But
But I would love for him to F this up and to say, you know what? I, I've decided I want to be a Packer. And I never, and I want him to screw up with Mark Murphy, screw this up, and with Goody and everybody. And, and F with Packer fans. You know what? I gave this a lot of thought. And I, as much as I really wanted to be a Jet, I, I, Green Bay's my home. How about this? He goes old school and sends them a fax that says, I'm back. That would be great. I'm here for that. I'm glad you are now. You that one little Aaron Rodgers back to to Green Bay chaos. I'm really just to, just to, yeah. just to, I want I, as much chaos as possible. And again, I can tell you that I am ready for it to be over. But I do want him to mess with them. I want them to just be messed with. Um, so let's do a trivia question. By the way, uh, so we've got the 25th anniversary party coming up. A week from Friday, it's the 24th of March. few tickets still on sale. You can go to LiveNation.com and search ESPN Chicago. Cuddy has confirmed. Four o'clock, he will be on the air with us. He will. So that's what I'm told. Is he flying private into Chicago? (laughs) That I don't know. I don't have his travel schedule. The last time he flew to Chicago, remember, he flew to Midway. He flew southwest. Do you remember this? I, I don't recall. And then he came to Chicago. Like that I don't remember. Oh, well, maybe you were out of town that time when he did. It was just me and him. You were out of town. That was the infamous Danny gave him a blank check show. Oh, yeah. I wasn't when there for going, that. He was telling you. You guys he, thought that that may have ruffled his feathers, but that wasn't the case. He was uh, texting me his like arrival plans and everything. He's like, I'm coming in at Southwest. I'm like, wow, look at you flying Southwest. Are you a boarding? And I'm, this was great. Uh, so Cuddy is confirmed. And uh, Robbie Gold, who knows what, what team Robbie will be playing for then. So uh, caller 10 right now, you get first crack. So the first question we did today was about Jay. This one's about Jay, too. When Jay was uh, at North Avenue Beach playing beach volleyball with Greg Olson, they were doing some drinking. And they decided to call the radio station. And Jay wanted to go on the air with us. And uh, he went on the air and he wanted to talk to somebody. Who did, uh, who did Jay tell the afternoon show at the time? I think it was Carmier Cohen Harry. Who did Jay say he wanted to talk to? Mm-hmm. He called in to talk to who? 312-332-3776. Jay Cutler, after doing some day drinking with Greg Olson, after playing some volleyball, um, said he called in to talk to this person. Who did Jay Cutler call in to talk to? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. He hates when I play the clip when he's on the air with us. Oh, does he? Yes, I played it for him last time yeah. too. Because he played this for me before. I, I know, but let's you know. It's very funny. It's a good clip. I know. Let's good play clip. it again. Uh, Bob and Rosemont, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Bobby? Good afternoon, fellas. Got a couple of points. Uh, Sylvie, first of all, I have to scold you earlier. There was a conversation about who to call about the attributes of an offensive tackle. And you uttered the name of Anthony Munoz when you when you know that Jimbo Covert it's true. is every bit yeah. the left. I did. He just that. sent yeah. you a Anthony text. Munoz. Yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Not about now, but I mean, like oh. recently. Jimbo texted me about Munoz recently. Yeah. yeah, you're right about the, that. We've got one right here. We you got to put Jimbo on. He's more than willing to pick up the phone. The second point is, you know, as someone who echoed Tom's sentiments about the fact that we shouldn't be jumping the gun. On, uh, on trading that number one pick, I, I, I honestly cannot fault the deal that they ultimately made 
not only in terms of the, the draft picks that they picked up and more uh, as, as an, a substantial upgrade on the receiving core, but it's a classic addition by subtraction scenario because by virtue of taking the number one receiver away from Carolina, you've crippled their quarterback to the degree that you've probably gone up five draft slots from wherever they would otherwise have been with more in their lineup just by taking that asset away from their uh, rookie quarterback. And uh, it's entirely possible you could be dealing within the top five. And and uh, Bob, listen, there's no, there's really nobody in the free agent pool that they can go out and get that comes anywhere close to the type of player. So there's no replacement for DJ Moore out there available to them if they just wanted to spend money. Exactly. So they don't even have a quarterback or won't have a quarterback of, of the skill of fields and uh, but every bit the crippled wide receiver core that we've just gone through. And the last point I wanted to make was everyone who is talking about the Roquan Smith uh, being an option and wishing he were here instead of who they got, uh, as you've described, is the same kind of person who gets divorced and then laments their marriage and wonders if they could have done something better. They're forgetting exactly what the situation was with Smith before he got uh, ultimately traded. The entire offseason, all the drama, the refusal to play under a contract, and, and basically just being difficult the entire time with comments in the media and elsewhere. That the, He poisoned that relationship uh, to the point where Poles really had no choice. Uh, and certainly he was not going to be getting a $100 million contract having done what he did and said what he said. Right. So, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you just don't remember what was happening at the time, and if you don't factor that in, you could easily make the mistake of thinking that that was not a good situation uh, to be gotten rid of. And to the extent you've been able to do well after the fact, that's all the better. Yeah. That Bob, was just thanks, always. I think that was the icing on the cake, the, the strained relationship. Yes. I think, I, I, you know what? I don't know what they offered. Roquan, but there was an offer, right? Wasn't there an offer? Well, he said there it was, was going to set records. Right. Remember for a signing bonus for off-the-ball linebacker? He was he was giving him a respectable offer at the beginning of the year. Right. So I don't know if it ever reached four years and $72 million, the amount of money that they just paid Tremaine Edmonds. But there was an offer. Yeah. Uh, Scott, uh, let me uh, first go to Andrew, uh, who I believe is the winner. Andrew in Humboldt Park, who did Jay call in to talk to that one day? Yeah, that'd be Steve Silverman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was Steve Silverman, but yes, I called in to talk to Steve, yes. is what he said. Yes. I called in to talk to Steve. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best. Danny Zetterman reminded us that that was him who screened the call. Was it? Yeah, he said uh, in the pre-show meeting that Cuddy calls in and he goes, hey, I called in to talk to Steve. And he goes, who is this? And he goes, this is Jay Cutler. And he goes, hold on. And he didn't even want to know, like, why are you calling in? Yeah. He just heard that it was Who's Cutler. Who's this Steve you speak of? And he just put in. <laughs> I called in to talk to Steve. All right, you ready to go to the big anniversary party, Andrew? Oh, I am. I'm really excited. Thank you so much. All right, we can't wait to see you, Andrew. Thank you. All right. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. That should be a trivia question, too, coming up uh, tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow or the next day. Spring training is tomorrow. You're working two to six. Same slot. Do you want to trade? 
You're working with Cap. I'm good. You get you can work uh, ten to noon. I will trade you a um, let's see. What would you like? I will trade you a bottle of. Uh, I'm prisoner. Two to six. If if you give me your shift with Cap, I will trade you a bottle of Prisoner and my two-hour shift New. so I can work two to six with Cap. I'm content with my spots. I'm not looking to move out of it. Um, what, I, what sweetener would you like? Don't need one. The going rate for a wide receiver seems to be the number one overall pick in a couple of first-rounders as yeah. well. Ryan Poles has set that now. so I think my offer's pretty good. A shorter shift, half the shift. Time well, I've got so many. Th- I've got so many thoughts. I need to get out though, oh, so I, I want the full four hours. So no, no, there's not a price that you can pay that would get me off of this this spot tomorrow. What about one million dollars? Nope, got to be mm-hmm. uh, two million, and I need it in cash by tonight at, at eight. Scott Nelgen, you're on ESPN One Thousand. What's up, Scotty? Hey, happy legal tampering day, boys. Happy legal hey, tampering. Hey, uh, Waddle, just to put some icing on the cake, I'll throw a bottle of McAllen 12 on there just to see uh, Sylvie and Cap go at it for a few hours. Well, why don't you pay them both to come over to your house and they can do a show for you personally? Oh, man, I don't think I, I, don't think I have enough, uh, enough carpet cleaner to clean up the blood afterward. <laughs> no blood, no blood. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, any, first of all, anyone who doesn't like the DJ Moore trade needs their head examined. That was that was an absolute fleecing by uh, by our king Ryan Poles. King so let's Poles. get that out of the way. It was it was masterfully done. Um, I do love I love bringing in the linebackers. Uh, Nate Davis is a very underrated guard, and he's still you know south of he's he's, he's very very well. Twenty six into yeah twenty six so yeah. south of twenty seven. It seems to be a trend here with Poles. Yeah. So to get into my point. What they're going to need to do now is they have to add defensive linemen in order to allow these linebackers room to roam. Yes. And just looking at what's out there, you still have Zach Allen, 26 years old. You still have Draymond Jones, 26 years old. Sounds like Cleveland's in on him, but he's going to fetch. He's probably going to fetch the largest contract. Then you got guys like Marcus Davenport, again, 26 years old. Are you noticing a trend here? It seems Poles is, he said he was going to build for the future while also adding to the present. And that's exactly what he's done so far. I, I'm personally ecstatic. I think the Bears are moving in the right direction. Do we still need a lot of pieces? Yes. Um, that McGarry kid from, uh, from the Falcons, he could be an option at offensive line. Yeah. But if we do not add, last point, and I'll let you guys go. I know, I know you guys are up against it. But if we don't add a defensive tackle, then we better pray Jalen Carter falls to us at nine. Otherwise, they're going to be in a world of hurt. I'll hang up and listen. Love you guys. Love listening to your show. And uh, bear down. Great, great call, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Look, they've also told you that this is going to be, like, this isn't a, 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 a fixer-up. This is a total rebuild, and we're going to take the, the long, steady approach. Now, there will be some signings. There will be some stuff. I don't know, ultimately, what else they'll add in free agency. But I do believe that they're taking the right approach. And... I do believe there'll be an improved team in 2023. Yeah, no patchwork. I used to say Andy McPhail yeah. with the Cubs used to patchwork it. Like let, let's build it with 25 year olds. Yeah, I love it. And I think that they have they're well underway in the process of doing that. Do I believe they'll fill all of those holes and be a Super Bowl contender this year? I don't, but I'm okay with that. Show me significant progress, and it'll show up in the record. Yeah, you know, a lot of fans like the last one who just called in is call. He's calling Ryan Poles King Poles. That's sort of the nickname going around. There's one player on the Bears 
who thinks that Ryan Poles deserves the key to the city already. Which player is that? We'll tell you coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Chase Claypool has tweeted a half hour ago. Someone give polls the key to the city. Claypool, remember, is entering the final year of his deal. He wants to be on the good side of Ryan Poles. I want him to get uh, the key to the training room. I want him to get the key to the jugs machine. To the jugs machine. The workout facility. <laughs> yes. I want him to get better and to uh, justify the deal. Yeah. He'll be a part of the uh, offseason workouts. I was, uh, I was excited when they got him. Uh, I was too. I, I just want him to get better. And uh, so Chase Claypool tweeting that. It's interesting. Today. Now that you've got DJ Moore, we've talked about it. I mean, like maybe Chase Claypool, he's built like an edge receiver, but did a lot of his best work in the slot. Maybe they, you know, maybe they kick him inside and he finds some comfort there. I don't yep. know. Uh, the ghost of Leroy also is on board with the uh, the Aaron Rodgers uh, to New York Jets thing. So it's not just people have tweeted me. Uh, Leroy is... Uh, the dog, or at least the former dog of PFT commenter, uh, who does pardon my take with uh, our guy, of course, Barstool Big Cat, he, who usually is on with us on Tuesday because of spring training. He'll be on with us Wednesday. Do we have a confirmed time on that, Tyler? Not yet. Okay. He's flying that day, but he said he's going to try to make it work. Okay. So at this point, so Leroy is saying bark, bark. He's hearing that uh, also that Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is done. If, at this point, if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to the Jets, it's a 10 out of 10 surprise on the surprise meter in the NFL. Yes. No? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would think so. The only the only thing that when, like, maybe the only thing that, like, would him be retiring? Yes. That's the only out that he would have if he would say, you know what, I, I can. Wouldn't they know it. that by now, though? Like, I mean, they flew out there. They had conversations. Like, at that point. He's a weird dude. Well, I mean, that's true. Maybe he's reconsidered and he is going to retire. I don't know. Brandon Marshall was trying to get I, stuff yeah. out of him. He said in due time, soon enough, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, they had a stare down. He said, no. you're not Pat McAfee. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only give my stuff to Pat McAfee. What do you guys have coming up? So you guys are doing the show, Meller and uh, Tyler. Uh, to, because uh, we had Black and Abdallah today from 9 to 11. They're going to break down their brackets, right, guys? No, I'm joking. Any tea, any any I have I, tea I, bag insights? I, uh, what? I actually, well, from Jim Nance. I revealed to Tyler earlier in the show, I have still yet to officially look at the bracket. You didn't watch so the I, selection show. I might do that on the show later tonight. I might actually take a look at what's going on in the bracket. Maybe I'll quiz him. I think that, well, Tyler liked my bracket. I asked Tyler to judge my bracket. Solid 9 out of 10. Thank you. Yes. Think I, long, think wrong. I texted you guys. I watched a solid 10 college basketball games this year outside of my Salukis. I watched some good conference tournament action. I watched a good 40 minutes of the selection show, and I have some strong opinions now on the tournament. 
Excellent. That's the best way to go into the tournament. Like, I'm like, I get some big hot you've, yeah. you've watched You've watched 10 more full games than I have. So <laughs> like, I'm like, this is for sure. I watched, College of Charleston, they're there. Look out for that. I, I watched the last 12 minutes of Purdue and Penn State. Not impressed. <laughs> Purdue has tough time closing some teams out, don't they? They're bad. They're are, just bad. Are they like they're bad. they won the Big Ten? They won the Big Ten tournament. I don't think they've ever done that. And you're saying they're bad? Actually, I should they say they're the, bad. They won the regular season and the Big Ten tournament yeah. for the first time, right? Under Matt Painter, is that what he said? They're not yeah. bad. And they're just not like good. They're bad. They're not bad. They're just not good. I don't know. I think Glenn Robinson and Quanzo Martin have a run in them. It's a good point, Mellor. If they start to hit their threes, look mm-hmm. out. They got a chance. What I was saying with Penn State, I'm like, where's Joe Crispin when you need him for the last second shot? Look at for all the old guys. Is it guys. Joe or John? I believe they, it's they, John, they, isn't they it? The, they had the Crispin oh, no, brothers. Both of them, yes, that's the point. I, I think they had the Crispin brothers. What about Stevie Crispin? What, what, when you need a bucket from him, what is he doing? I'm telling you, I judge some of those young, the, those other teams, too, by the way they celebrate their, when they're, their swag, when they go to the, the pictures of the team and the matchups, and I can tell... By a smaller school if they're ready to compete with a bigger school. You can tell who's going to lose by 30 and who's going to win. I think so. I, I think I can tell. A I'm glad the real season is here. The birth, just to have the birth. And glad we, uh, the season has arrived. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. All right, so we've got Meller and Tyler more on uh, NFL free agency. The Bears have done some things. They continue to do some things. Ryan Poles is uh, is is got the approval rating as high maybe as it's ever going to be. I mean, unless he wins a Super Bowl here. People are really giving him thumbs up over what's gone on in the last 72 hours. All right, so uh, we're back tomorrow for some spring trading. Thank you to Meller and Tyler for Waddle. I'm Sylvia. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night.